it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I wish everybody could see the movie. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, happy lifers? It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, come on. I know you're in the car. I know you're listening to your phone. I know you're out in public. I don't care. You got. You know you want to sing it. Come on. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? I just pictured someone doing that in the lunchroom at work or something. People and people singing. Won't you please? Won't, won't you please? Please won't, won't you be, be my neighbor? Hey, if you sang that and it worked and someone started singing along with you, please, please um, let us know. Go to our social media page and you can look at the show notes and find all that stuff. We always put our social media stuff on there so you can join in. But today, obviously, we want to talk to you about Mr. Rogers. Tony and I just watched a movie recently. I think it's called Would You Be My Neighbor? I think that's what it's called. But it was basically a documentary on Mr. Rogers. Right. And there's really nothing else playing. And I know you wanted to go, Tony, but I was like, ah, I grew up watching Mr. Rogers. Who did? And that's our age, you know. But yeah. um, I'm not, I don't know if I want to watch a documentary. I mean, how exciting could be Mr. Rogers be? You know, I want to go watch somebody blow up something or make me <laughs> laugh or something. But that movie just blew me up right. and blew my heart up, blew my brain up. It just hit me in the face with a two by four. I mean, in fact, didn't you say that it was like the best movie you've ever seen? That's at least top five for me. Wow. wow. What did you like so much about that movie? Um, well, one of the things is that I've always, I mean, I loved Mr. Rogers growing up. We watched it every morning, and so it was highly impactful on my life in general. And it was just funny watching the clips and what we do as a ministry. You know, I work with puppets some. It's not something I ever thought I was going right. to do, and it's done it's in a way that. that puppet, too, when they show that puppet, it was like. This cheap little, like somebody's sock yeah, almost. Uh, I mean, and he used that all the years he right. did. The... And I get accused of that with the puppet that I have at Camp Daniel. It's It was a cheap kitty toy that doesn't, the mouth doesn't work really well, but it's iconic to to our ministry. And and I always say that, you know, my puppet's more me than I am. Because um, <laughs> it's you, all my inner thoughts. You say things <laughs> that... Um, as a puppet, that, <laughs> my uh, puppet talks in my head just in real life all the time, <laughs> and it makes me laugh. Like has comments that I'll never say, but so that end of it is a big deal for me. But I've always been a big fan of Mister Rogers. I've read quite a few books about him. He grew up in the same town as my dad, um, so his oh, wow. the twang in his voice that you know Western Pennsylvania okay, reminds you of your pops. Yeah, and just home. You know, all my family that's out there and. 
Um, so it just, it's always felt homey to me. And, uh, his message has always been a powerful thing. And the really big thing for me is that he, he was schooled and he, he was a minister and I've always felt like he's been, he's had some of the greatest sermons I've ever heard for kids, but not why, you know, the, yeah, in I mean, Christian circles, they never talk he starts about him. In the middle of the, the beginning of the Vietnam conflict, right? right? Yeah, and he deals with war and the Vietnam right. conflict to children. Yeah, what else happened that he did? They brought him back for nine eleven when the right. when the twin towers went down with the terrorist attacks, and he did a thing on. I mean, on yeah. that because kids things, are scared about right. that. They're talked worried about, about race. That. He talked about yes, you know. The sexual things uh, with one of his guys that acted on the show, unbelievable. It's you know, uh, kind of came out as homosexual and just how he handled that with grace and love. You know, that guy in the movie, how he expressed that was just so highly. Everything he did was highly effective. He reflected Jesus in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, Billy Graham died lately, and I would say Mister Rogers is up there with Billy Graham as I far agree. as just somebody to look up to. And somebody that's lived a life for Jesus in a way, and he lived a life in a way that Jesus wanted him to do it. And, right. And he gave him certain gifts and talents, and he was able to use all of those things. And I question that. You know, we're sometimes we're up here in the woods of Athelstan and running a camp. I don't, you know, right. you feel like, well, I could have done something bigger or better right. or whatever. But um, it just helps. It's watching the movie again has helped me. It brought a lot of peace that keep doing what you know what be my, be who I'm created to be right and everything's and that's all he did he was just himself i mean i could see him in his real house i mean who goes in the house i always wanted that (laughs) and puts on a different pair of shoes (laughs) and then puts on a sweater every time they're going but they keep their tie on you know but mr rogers you know you know that's what he does but he was just himself and he was the most meek man that you're ever going to find with the impact of just i mean they showed in the in the documentary where he you know, went into the inner city streets, and they loved him there. Right. I mean, they just and and you know, he went to in the, in the seminary to become a minister because obviously he had something he wanted to help help people. Right. And what I love about that is, in his mind, he's in the seminary. He's got one year left. Comes home for break, sees TV for the first time. Yes, right. that's how old we are, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he sees TV for the first time and says, "Wow, I could use that right. to love on a bunch of children." Yeah. And he leaves seminary. Right. He quits seminary and so, and does TV. Yeah. And this is what he said. This is what this is what I wanted to get to today. Um, for me, that what that movie did for me, the biggest part. Um, he said everyone was doing it wrong. Right. But everyone said he did it wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, at that point, when they're using TV to reach kids, I mean, they're sliming, putting pies in their faces. There's never a moment of silence. It's always go 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 embarrass somebody i mean make this big noise and color and putting like i said putting pies and faces pouring slime over their heads and he shows up and says boys and girls do you know how long a minute is i'll show you and then he's silent on public television for one whole minute you don't do that in television especially when you're trying to keep a kid's attention and this guy did it he broke all the rules and yet he changed the world Today, we're in the same situation. Internet's been around a while, ever since Al Gore invented it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, But all of a sudden, one day it dawned on me, you know, I'm doing it the regular way it's supposed to be done. A minister, a a communicator, a a motivational speaker is supposed to do it this certain way. And then all of a sudden, I saw the Internet and I said, wait a minute. We could use the Internet 
to change the world. We can spread the message to anybody, anywhere. I mean, we just had a listener last week in India. And all I hear is, you know, I don't do social media. I mean, I don't do Facebook anymore because Facebook, all people ever do is they do this and that and complain. Right. Yes, I know that. They're doing it wrong. Mr. Rogers didn't come home and see TV and go, oh, well, they're doing it wrong, so I guess I won't use TV. Right. I mean, he left what he felt like God wanted him to do, yeah. but God said, and come along and said, now I got a different direction, and he didn't drop the ball. God handed him off the direction and said, no, we're going to go this direction, and he did it. Right. But some of us were so invested with what we're doing that if God ever wants to do something different, well, forget that. I mean, but right. God, I've gone to seminary. Are you telling me all those years of seminary are wasted? No, they're not wasted at all. Right. They're to get you to this point right exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. You know? And so I know people do Facebook wrong. I know they do Snapchat wrong. I know things happen on social media that shouldn't happen. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do it right. Right. You know that scripture that says you overcome evil with good. So if they're doing it wrong, why don't we just do it right? Why don't we flood the airways? We don't like media, right? We shouldn't expect social media to be different than regular media. Right. But then why don't we just change that? I mean, who cares if I got three views? Right. Does that, does that matter? three people watch something positive that I was going to put out there and have somebody and I know it changes lives because I hear the stories so what he did with TV is what I feel Happy Life Studios is doing and this is just the beginning of what we're doing with Happy Life Studios I mean we're going to take people that have the message and spread it all across the globe um, what he did with with TV is what we want to do with internet even though other people are doing it wrong I don't care right. I'm just going to do it right not like I'm saying I'm perfect but I can do positive stuff. I right. can make people laugh. I can make people smile. I can make people cry in a positive way. I can take the internet. It's just a powerful tool to not utilize. One of the other things that hit me during the movie is just how for somebody that was meek and seemingly quiet and wasn't a, he wasn't a rule breaker or a wall smasher right. like his, in personality, but what he did was. Yeah. And so things like, uh, you know, I can distinctly remember he always had that picture frame on the wall and he'd kind of show a movie or pictures on it. And it was, right. it, to me, when I look back, when we were watching and looking back on it, well, that, it was almost like a computer on the wall. Yeah. And he'd punch up something on Google and we, as kids, we'd learn about it. And like, that's so f far ahead of what, you right. know, I don't, like we always, you know, there's TV shows about how Star Wars or Star Trek, you know, foretold the future of what we were going to do. Well, Mr. Rogers did the exact that same stuff thing. Before. Yeah, that yeah. that was where, you think of how many times we copy that in movies today right. and and showing a screen behind right. us. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is just how it's easy to point out what's wrong. It's easy to attack things that aren't done in the right way. But I just look back and watching the movie again as he faced issues and brought kids through issues like, you know, race relations one of them that I had seen before and then seen in the movie again just brought it back with uh, there had been a situation somewhere in the south where a, a hotel owner, a motel owner was dumping yeah. acid in a pool uh, because there was people that you know weren't white like him and he didn't want them in the pool. And so Mr. Rogers' response to that was to have uh, the local policemen and you know they were two different races and they put their feet in the waiting pool together together and he showed wow. us the loving the right way which wasn't radical which wasn't over the top which wasn't you know it was it was just simple and loving but what a slap in the face right you're talking about a powerful yeah i mean i started crying in the movie when i saw yeah. the real scene of that owner being yeah. just a mean yeah. cuss right <laughs> he was a jerk he was just wrong man and and then when you see just mr rogers 
like he would do it, roll up his pants nice and slow, <laughs> take his socks off. Oh, it's a hot day. Isn't right. it cool? And all of a sudden, that police officer comes in and, would you like to join me? Yeah. I started crying in a theater. It's just two grown men <laughs> putting their feet in a kiddie pool. And yet the power of that right. because of a thing called television. Right. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I wish everybody could see the movie. To me, it was... It just gave a, a good picture in an hour and a half of the impact somebody can have by being who they are, and the message, the BU message, which has been the message that we've been on for yeah. quite a while at Camp Daniel, and yeah. we've faced a lot of resistance over it. People seem to not grasp it fully, but and even Mister Rogers, after all those years, he was still being attacked for. The you are spe- everybody's special message. That's what yeah. blew me away. I was just going to bring that up. I mean, at his at his funeral, yeah, there's people across the street protesting. How do you protest, Mister Rogers? <laughs> do you ever think that maybe you're the problem? I mean, if you're protesting, <laughs> Mister Rogers, seriously, there's something wrong in your brain. There's not a more meek. Here's a guy that would wear a, he'd wear a cardigan to bed. I mean, how how in the world do you? But no matter what happens, someone is going to find a way to be, and that's how you use media incorrectly. That's right. how you do it incorrectly. But that didn't stop him. No, never. And to say that he ruined a whole generation, seriously, he ruined a generation. Mr. Rogers could walk into Harlem, like they show in the movie, have all these kids loving on him, bringing life to them, but he ruined a ge- right. really, he ruined a generation. Mr. Rogers yeah. ruined a generation. So if you listen to those that love the protest, I want to go out some protesting. I just want to stand on, this, on the street corner and say, <laughs> I protest, protest. I have a sign up there, protesting stupid. You know, that's what I want to, it, because it's just... Whatever. I but mean, he never responded to it in real time. No. He always allowed people to be whatever they were yeah. and kind of took it as it came. And his response was to continue to be who God created him to be. And that, I don't know, that's a big lesson for me because yeah. I'm, I'm, at times I want to be on the attack. And I don't know that he ever was. No. Like even when he was attacked, he never, he never responded yeah. with an attack. Yeah. Um, and I think back to that, one of the opening scenes of – going before Congress to get money to get public radio off yeah. the ground. And and it was angry. It was mean. Oh. It was – and they struggled through a number of days. And then uh, they announced nobody's allowed to read anything off – a speech off of a piece of yeah. paper. And he just calmly said, you know, I, I wrote this whatever page, how many page thing. And I'm, I'm taking you at your words. You're going to read it at some time. And, it's and, important and, to and me. And now the guy that's saying, go ahead and try to convince me this. Yeah. But you're not going to convince me. And the guy was just dead set. And like, yeah. you can't read it. And next thing you know, that guy is begging Mr. Rogers. Well, would you like to read that? I'd like to listen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to that now. We in public television are proud of Fred Rogers. And I'm proud to present Mr. Rogers to you now. Good. All right, Rogers, you got the floor. <laughs> Senator Pastore, this is a philosophical statement and would take about 10 minutes to read, so I'll not do that. I trust what you have said that you will read this. It's very important to me. I care deeply about children. My first children... Will it make you happy if you read it? I'd just like to talk about it, if all it's right, all right. Sir. We always think that we have to fight fire with fire, but yeah. you want to fight fire with fire, try the fire of meekness. Right. Try the fire of gentleness. Try the fire of love. Right. Try, you know, the Bible talks about a soft answer turns away wrath, and that's what Mr. Rogers modeled. And for me, personally, here we're building this camp and trying to raise money, and um, we're not successful at trying to raise money, but God has always yeah. provided 
everything we need. And we were we were watching that movie a few weeks ago, right in the midst of needing, uh, you know, well over a hundred thousand dollars to pay a bill that's coming due to to a company that's helping us build their dining hall. And then I watched Mister Rogers have to not use the script to talk to the senator and try to convince him that public radio needed twenty million dollars. And he didn't try to convince him. He didn't. He just shared in a, probably about a minute and a half yeah. what was on us, what was important to him, and how kids were important. And just shared his the passion God had given him, and he was himself. And I, the senator, was about to cry. He, yeah. like, he changed his whole countenance. Yeah. Changed from a hateful, angry after listening to days and hours right. of people and fighting, and he had no right. more move. He said, "I'm not right. going to," you know. And Mister Rogers did not try to sell it. He didn't try to do. He did nothing except be himself. And, and share, yeah, and be gentle and share what God put in his heart. And the, the, the man was changed. And there wouldn't be public radio today if that moment had, if he hadn't been himself for a minute and a half, we wouldn't have public radio. Well, I'm supposed to be a pretty tough guy, and this is the first time I've had goosebumps for the last two days. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. <clears throat> Looks like you just earned the $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> the other part that I enjoyed in the movie, the there was the stagehand who was had kind of that's what I was trying to remember. And, yes, in that whole concept, that in the midst of all the kind of really nice and sweet, and you know his his, his wife talking about him because he's passed away and his kids, and then you have this guy who's totally opposite. In and fact, this whole crew. Was yeah. just a bunch of like yeah. crazy yeah. party animal. Yeah. I mean, for instance, they found Mr. Rogers' camera. Yeah, and so the guy moons Mr. Rogers, takes it, pulls down his pants, takes a picture of his butt, and, and it's on Mr. Rogers' camera. And Mr. Rogers said nothing until it came for the guy's birthday. And the guy opened up a present for his birthday, and Mr. Rogers had blown it up into a big poster. And that's what I loved about him too, because. I, Mr. Rogers, the th- part I didn't like about Mr. Rogers that much was when I was younger was because like he was just so calm. You know, now I realize the genius of it. I realize he was being who he was. But then I was like, but where's the edge? Well, all of his, the rest of everyone out worked for him. They were all edge people. They were all very radical, right. very. And that a meek man is not intimidated by them. He let them be who they were. He right. let them take his camera. You know, he went later and got became a Presbyterian minister. So he's a minister, and someone took his camera, took a picture of their butt, and he didn't. Trash him for it. No. He just made a joke out of it. Yeah. Let them wait. Let them sit and like, what did he do? Oh, he didn't say anything. He must be mad. Right. You know, and then it showed them on the film and then they're all crying. These yeah. crazy. But I loved how he took the crazy people and you took and he worked in with the meek. And yeah. that's what made it so great because those guys kept him. I think they kept him on the edge yeah. in a lot of ways. And and he accepted them for who they were right. and didn't expect them all to become like him. Yeah. Well, and I think he was just as radical on maybe the opposite side as they were. Yeah. And right. so they loved each other. It wasn't something that pushed them apart. It pulled them. The way they talked about him was like dad. Almost. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful thing. And yeah. and they were who they were, and he loved them for that, and he was who he was, and they loved him for that. And so this beautiful thing came out. It was no judgment or attack. or um, yeah. and, and he had plenty of chances to respond to people with that, you know, over different things that went on, but. Think about it. If he could take the Vietnam conflict and do a show on it, he sure could have taken a, a protester or these other. He could have done a show on that and totally demolished them right. on public television, yeah. right? Yeah. But it takes me to um, two things here with a happy life. Number one, it's good when you've got a team around you, and it's good when you know the team. We can all function how we are. Yeah. 
And Mr. Rogers showed that you can take a very meek, quiet man, Presbyterian minister, and put it with a long-haired hippie, and they love each other, <laughs> right? Like the two men of different races putting their feet in the pool together. Yeah. God brings people that are quite a bit different than us into our life, and he's really trying to set something up there. And if we just let that happen, yeah. we can agree to disagree. We can be different styles and different personalities. We can do great things together. Right. And secondly, there's a thing out there called social media. And I say we take it back. Right. And that's what Happy Life Studios is all about. I say we put love on the, on the Internet, and we put peace on the Internet, and we put good news on the Internet. And I'm talking about finding humor and creative ways to put together a quick video or a, a funny meme. or a, But I say if it's going to make people laugh, if it's going to make people smile, if it's going to make their life better, then we put that stuff online. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about being God's bouncer. Right, making sure that they understand that we don't have to do that. Mr. Rogers took love and he changed the world. He took meekness and gentleness and kindness. That's all the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says. When you're hanging out with God and you're planted in His orchard, then the fruit that you get out of your life, out of your tree, is love, joy, peace, patience, uh, gentleness, kindness, goodness, meekness, self control. I might have missed one in there. I think I, I don't know, but that's how God does it. And Mr. Rogers was the embodiment of that. And I don't think we should be fighting anger with anger. I think we should be fighting anger with softness. I don't think we should be fighting hate with hate. I think we should be fighting hate with love. I don't think we should be fighting bad news with worse news. I think we should be fighting bad news with good news. And that's why the story of Jesus' life, the four books in the beginning of the New Testament in the Bible, are called the gospel, which means the good news. We all have the good news. Good news changes people's lives, and Mr. Rogers proved that. And I think we should continue that tradition on. For sure. Not all of us are going to be able to stand in front of a television screen, but all of us have a computer screen at home. And we can use that to make somebody's life better. So go do it. And Mr. Rogers had his neighborhood. We have Happy Life community. Yeah. Yeah. It's one and the same. Yeah. And we have our neighborhood. We have our the world around us. Right. Do something for your neighbor. Yeah. Fame is a four-letter word. And like tape or zoom or face or pain or life or love, what ultimately matters is what we do with it. I feel that those of us in television are chosen to be servants. We are chosen to help meet the deeper needs of those who watch and listen. Life isn't cheap. It's the greatest mystery of any millennium, and television needs to do all it can to broadcast that, to show and tell what the good in life is all about. But how do we make goodness attractive? By doing whatever we can to bring courage to those whose lives move near our own. By treating our neighbor at least as well as we treat ourselves. And allowing that to inform everything that we produce. We all have only one life to live on earth. And through television, we have the choice of encouraging others to demean this life or to cherish it in creative, imaginative ways. Won't you please, won't you please, 
Please won't you be my neighbor? Vives.